You're listening to CPR. My name is Rex. And my name is Josh. Thanks for tuning in to this exciting 14th episode of CPR. Rex, you want to know something? 14. What What should I want to know? That 2 times 7 is, drumroll please, 287. Okay. Wow. Uh, Our yeah. math skills are abounding. Remember, we're homeschooled. Yes. So, um... um to exactly. look forward to in this episode, uh, we are going to take a look at some issues that are very interesting. So we are going to talk about uh, some concepts surrounding morality and how America in general has taken kind of a dive off the deep end. Yes. And what caused that and what might fix that question mark and then we're also going to take a look at why don't we not eat shrimp and bacon like the old testament uh law is eating bacon immoral have we had it wrong this whole time oh my goodness we'll take a look at that but first we just want to give a shout out to our merch store Woo! Always remember, if you want to grab some awesome-looking T-shirts, I actually have one on right now. He certainly does. He and is rocking it. So you don't know the feeling of having a T-shirt with yourself on it. <gasps> okay, that sounds really narcissistic. And you never will, but, but you can have a T-shirt with Josh on it, which, honestly, if you could have one with yourself or with Josh, you're, you're going to pick Josh every time. So uh, go pick up a, no. a Rex and Josh T-shirt. Like, I would pick Josh every time. Honestly, Rex, I'd pick you instead of me. Why? But we get both, so it's the total package. Absolutely. If you want to wear Josh and I on on yourself, uh, just go check out our merch store. That's bit.ly slash CPR shirts, or you can check the links in our Instagram and Twitter bios or the show notes. It's like carrying our wisdom around with you wherever you go. Yes. And the way the, um, the logo is situated, it's right over your heart. It really is. <laughs> so you, you can talk to us anytime. It's We're connected to you. Um, okay, so, before this gets any weirder, let's move on. Rex, yes. <laughs> what happened in your week? This week, I uh, so far, I have been learning about miking vocals and doing that properly. La, yes. Like me? Mm-hmm. Which isn't something I, I actually don't optimally mic us here on the podcast, but that's more due to budget constraints than uh, my knowledge. But I think I get a pretty good sound out of us anyway. Yeah. I mean, of course, it doesn't take much with our awesome melodious soothing voices yes yeah stole the words right out of my mouth when you have quality pipes like this you don't need to worry about miking techniques (laughs) yeah we are very humble obviously Mm -hmm. so that sounds like just like our wisdom our humility abounds um anyway (laughs) josh what happened in your week all right so i finally was able to take the sat so i think i said before my my sat back in february or something like that was canceled i showed up and there's a sign on the door saying too bad so yeah that was really disappointing this time i was a little apprehensive about getting up early and having the same result but fortunately they had it so uh, excellent but there were a lot of precautions let's Ah, just say um that made for an overall amusing experience amusing yeah if you were watching it as a sitcom all right (laughs) was there a laugh track oh of course that must have been i was the laugh track (laughs) 
Um, yes. So you walk in, and then the guy like yells at you to put on your mask. I was wearing a mask, but apparently wasn't wearing it to the specifications. You weren't wearing your second mask. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to mask the mask. So I uh, sit down, and they have to like check your identity and all that, which I understand. Uh, they you have to have a form of identification, have your little paper ticket thing, and then you have to have your beautiful smile. Oh, fortunately, I had all three. Hidden behind your mask, of course. Yes. They they didn't want to see my smile. I wonder why. Bummer. I don't know. They sure missed out. Anyway, uh, so you have to go sit in, uh, sit down. You have to be socially distanced, of course. Uh, the, the table was, the desk that I sat at was really weird because it was like connected to the, uh, the chair was connected to the desk. Ah, uh, yes. And so you couldn't like, and it was too far away from me. So I had to like scoot way up in my chair. Ooh. Made me feel like a shrimpo or something like that <laughs> like a dwarf but um yeah i it made it kind of uncomfortable throughout the test and every time you had to go out through um, um to a break you had to show your id again in case you happened to like if you wanted to sneak switch. in and take the sat <laughs> yes because that's what everybody does yes oh hey can i switch with you you sure look like you're having fun <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was really weird. And then nothing could prepare me. So, you know, the SAT has four sections, right? It does. Nothing could prepare me for the fact that they added a fifth section. They just they did random. What? Yeah. So I was, I, we finished and everyone's like, yay, we're done. And she's like, no, you're not. You have another one. Why? And we're like, what? Why? And it's not like something that I didn't know or just a couple, everybody was like, what? So we had to take a fifth part it was for me it was a 20 uh, it was 20 minutes worth of another math section which i don't like math why did they do this uh we looked it up earlier and apparently we were guinea pigs to make sure the test was suitable that fifth section was suitable for the next batch of kids for like next year what yeah so I think they, you all should have failed it so that nobody has you know, to do I, that. I, I would have thought that. Take uh, one for the team. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count to my uh, point value, I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was just useless. <sighs> anyway. Why can't they just have some kids volunteer to do the boring part of the test? I mean, not that we were the whole thing isn't. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, the whole thing's boring. Anyway. Very glad I didn't have to take that. <laughs> yes, you should feel fortunate and highly favored i uh, i do for many reasons all right um so let's talk about this subject so at appalachian state university Ooh, app state uh this is really interesting my father actually went here for a little bit there. i know my father do you know my father i do know your father whoa uh all right so um here it was in a political science class and you know there are these tests where you either you agree with the statement or there's like a a one to five scale on how much you agree with it one being the least or whatever Mm -hmm. um if a few of the worst republican politicians were assassinated it wouldn't be the end of the world wow and this this was one of the questions obvious i mean i wasn't in the class obviously but oh really i would have given it a solid negative five strongly disagree yes oh i hope that's what negative five would mean but um it's usually strongly disagree disagree neutral agree and then strongly agree okay but why is this even a question and this is kind of uh going with a lot of the education system that recently it just has within i guess the past 
50, 70 years or something like that has really gone downhill. And uh, why is this even a question that would be asked? Why would you even, even if you were supposed to guess, if you were supposed to say, no, that's not true, uh, if or no, you shouldn't assassinate people, why would mm-hmm. that even be an option at this university? What do you think, Rex? So it, it's a political science class, yes? The, I, I think it's interesting that they are, this seems like more of a, a civics or a, a morality issue than uh, a political issue because I think there's a lot of morality that has to be put into politics, but I don't think that's generally people's first thought. And so I bet they're thinking of it more as a political affiliation thing than as a, is this a moral issue? Which obviously killing people is wrong. It doesn't matter if they're Republicans or Democrats or third party or if they have no political affiliation. Killing people is not okay for any reason ever. And I think that glossing over that is just part of being involved in the political system the way it is right now because so many people are more concerned about getting their views and beliefs and politics at the top than they are at caring about people and i think that they want to care about people that agree with them and as soon as you step outside of that your life has no value to them and it's really frustrating yeah uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, a couple of the other statements that you're supposed to d- disagree or agree with. All political conservatives are fools. Um, I can't imagine me- myself becoming friends with a political conservative. Um, deep down, just about all conservatives are racist, sexist, and homophobic. Uh, conservatives are morally inferior to liberals. And political violence can be constructive when it serves the cause of social justice. Hmm. And a lot of these, um, if if they were trying to determine which side of the argument, whether you're Republican or Democrat, there are so many better ways that these questions could be phrased. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to run for office, would you be a Republican or a Democrat? Like, that's the example of a question that should be, instead of, should we assassinate all the top Republicans? Well, that that shouldn't be asked. I think the the way that it needs to be done is uh, it like there's a test online that I have taken multiple times that I actually I really like, and I think both of us should for an episode take this test and just discuss some of the questions on it because it's really great. It's called uh, Specker, and you can go to it's s p e k r dot io i believe and you can go there it's a hundred question test and and it basically puts you on the political spectrum where you are on the economic versus freedom versus uh social freedom aspect and it's got a lot of really interesting thought-provoking questions but it comes at it from an angle of here are some extreme communist ideals do you agree with that or disagree here are some extreme uh, authoritarian ideals and here's some like complete anarchists it's all over the place and it asks you these really extreme questions so even if you are a a very moderate politically it will put you somewhere on the spectrum based on the extremes that you answer about but only giving um like all of those are relative at least the questions that you read i don't know what the other questions look like but 
the questions that you read are all very extreme uh top left sort of questions whereas if they'd been a little bit more broad top left top right bottom left bottom right questions it would have been a better i think uh political not necessarily affiliation but a a better understanding of you get what i'm saying i'm I'm not sure exactly what i'm trying Um, to phrase it but better uh kind of complete the circle yeah thing it would have been a more balanced yeah yeah yeah. i think um and but i i just i just think that that's really wrong that they would even have things like that as questions but i i I get where where you're coming from and how was this quit do you know how this was graded was it like a pass fail thing or was i don't believe so it was more of a just uh let me find it uh because i feel like people shouldn't be marked down for having opinions no 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 i i don't think it was like a questionnaire oh okay so it wasn't like a quiz it was just a no but it was in the classroom yeah um so it was homework but not like a if you answer incorrectly you're wrong okay yeah. got it but at um just a lot of it just seems to me morally wrong to even be like asking some of those questions a lot of things that we I, that i see that the education system in of itself has just gone kind of downhill and uh just historically speaking, when have you seen, when did you see the education start going downhill? It was when you started seeing prayer being taken out of the schools. It was when God was taken out of the schools. Um, it was when public education was introduced and the government got to pick curriculum. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but when you take God out of the equation of education, of public discourse, basically, when uh you take you don't just take out the christianity aspect of it you take out the moral aspect because without god there is no morality Mm -hmm. because if you if you don't believe in god then there is no um higher law there's no natural law necessarily Mm -hmm. there is just whatever everybody deems fit i think the important thing is not that we should make every school a christian school um, because I still believe that here in America, we should have freedom of religion for people to worship how they want. But the problem is not the fact that we aren't forcing God upon everyone, because God does not force himself upon us. He lets us discover him, and he welcomes us openly, but he does not force himself upon us. But the fact that God is being disallowed in schools is the problem, yeah, that's... not that he isn't being shoved upon every child. And so the I think the thing we need to focus on is giving, uh, and I'm not saying that there should be like mandated prayer in schools, but saying that prayer isn't allowed at all is an issue in itself. And yeah. I don't know how strict public schools are on that. I haven't done a lot of research, but... Usually um, depends on what the lawsuits are. A lot of things are taken um, from a decision by a justice appointed by Roosevelt, um, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, right? FDR? Yeah. Yes. 
Um, so the judge uh, basically took the Constitution way out of context okay, and said that there is the wall of separation between church and state, that there shouldn't be any crossing. And that is completely against what the founders had intended. I mean, we've talked about this before, about how, um, about how, when you take God out of every aspect of government, out of the education, out of all these programs that they put in, mm-hmm. that you are taking out the fundamental uh, ability to uh, reason morally. I'm I'm yeah. putting that out there. Um, that all these uh, you see a lot of these people claiming injustice. Um, where do you get justice from? I want to ask them. Mm-hmm. Where do you get what? What is your uh, what is your um, kind of weight of justice? Where how do you balance justice with non just uh, uh, non justice? How do you know what justice is and what isn't? Yeah, and they have no soul a thing to rely upon. They have they say, oh well, this isn't right because I I think so, and they they don't fall they can't fall back on the Bible because they don't believe in it. And if they don't have this basic line to fall back on, then they have no foundation for any other decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the separation of church and state thing was not meant to prevent anybody from being religious because obviously uh, the, the people that colonized America were initially coming here because they wanted money and gold and stuff. But the a lot of the pilgrims and the... Um, the Puritans that came wanted to, quote unquote, purify the church and have that freedom to worship how they wanted, not to be forced under the Anglican church. Every politician with a conviction uh, and even those without, they're going to be making their decisions. Every decision they make is going to be informed on their faith or lack thereof. And so trying to pretend like it isn't is just not acceptable. Whether your school is allowing uh, allowing you to pray or not isn't going to change your religious convictions. And so what where the problem comes in, it's almost like saying it, it, people are taking the there shouldn't be a state-sponsored religion and turning it into the state should be against religion. And I don't think that's a good place to be in either. Uh, I, I am absolutely happy to support. I I am not a Muslim, and I don't agree with a, a lot of the, the things that people do to defend certain extreme aspects of Muslim theology, but I don't think Muslims are bad people. I think they should be allowed to worship how they want, whether I agree with them or not. And that is, the problem is everybody gets to this extreme point, and there's no moderacy in politics or religion or anything anymore. And it's just a frustrating place to be. Like when we're talking about kind of the sanctity of life aspect um, earlier about uh, just morality, like that, and that is, this is the product of, we're not just seeing it in theory anymore, like what with the questionnaire, it's, it's being put into practice. We see with a lot of the riots that are going on, they, those are, uh, most of them are products of liberal universities. Um, that they're like, it's not like, I'm just saying that, but that's documented. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a, a Trump supporter who was just gone, gunned down in the streets of Portland, 
um, he was um, a Christian. He was um, uh, protesting against the protesters, if you want to <laughs> say that. But he was gunned down. And it's no longer a difference of opinion that we can civilly talk about. It's no longer something that we can even yell and shout at each other about. It's something that is has evolved into you disagree with me, you die type. Of, and this is obviously an extreme uh, mm-hmm. faction of the left, but it is it's that theology. It, um, what we've seen in the education system is finally uh, bringing itself about where when you take God out of it, this is what you get. Unfortunately, and it's sorry. I was drinking my water <laughs> while talking. Remind me not to do that again. But it's just uh, I don't know. I got kind of worked up about it. But, yeah, um, it's an important. If you're gonna get worked about worked up about something, this is the thing to get worked up about. The fact that the government is trying to decide what people believe, um, and not even that they're like oh, you can't be a Christian. But the fact that the government is like, hey, this is our place. They're masquerading under the guise of freedom of religion by saying, no, don't don't be religious here. You can do it over there, but we don't like you doing that in public. And that's just not acceptable. Yeah, this is, uh, here's a kind of an interesting side note. I read this in a book recently. It was talking about how a lot of uh, people say that they're Christians or they're that they're religious, and then once they say that, uh, Christians immediately f- form this bond with this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, we have common beliefs, we have common values, and some people, uh, some politicians, unfortunately, just say that they're religious, and then their policies they um, are able to be elected and then put forward these policies there decidedly not Christian. They are decidedly anti-religious, basically, in nature. And I just thought it was interesting the way the psychology kind of works with that, where once you form this common bond, you are kind of blind to some of this, per- some of these uh, people's shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And I believe Rex would definitely agree we should never be blind to politicians' sh- shortcomings. Absolutely. And, like, there's the thing... If, if it's a like a private school, it's also a public versus private school issue. Like there's a lot of Christian schools and I'm sure there are other there are schools specifically dedicated to other religions. If you want to disallow a religion that does not align with the school's ideals, if it's a private school, that's fine. But when taxpayers are publicly funding this school, like Christian parents aren't going to want to, a, a lot of the homeschooling community is Christians that don't want to send their kids to a school where religion is being disallowed. And so that's why I am so pro, um, especially like pro-private education, because I think it offers people the freedom. Like If you want that freedom to choose what religions are or are not allowed in your school, do it at a private school. Don't force that on a school that is being paid for by everyone in the country. That, that's just another one of those things that I like. If you have any thoughts on this or any other issue, of course, send an email to rexandjoshcpr at gmail.com or... You can send it to at rexandjoshcpr on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And if you completely disagree with us, absolutely let us know. Let us know, yeah. Because we want to be able to hear your guys' voices. Woo! Yes. Or at least read them. Yes. 
That's can, that's an option. Can you read a voice? I don't know. Can you? Huh. I've never tried that. That's a weird thing to think about. It is. Anyway. Um, I mean, you can read lips. Oh, that's true. Oh, he said, how are you today? I'm going to be... You you read my lips, I'm Josh. I'm really so good impressed. At this. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I was I read a uh, read a video. I watched a video. Um, I guess a couple weeks ago, um, and it put forth a really interesting question. And I'd kind of thought of this, but I hadn't quite thought of it fully. And I'm going to pre- uh, present kind of a solution that is um, a really interesting solution. And you may or may not agree with it. And if you don't agree with the course, send us a question or a statement um, saying we're wrong. Uh, but, and Rex might have a completely different view on this. Here's the question. Why don't we not eat shrimp and bacon, etc.? All of the, sorry for the double negative there, but, uh, all of the, you know, kind of Old Testament laws like, that we, we absolutely don't follow. Why are follow. Christians not on a strictly like kosher diet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And not just on diet, but also in all these a- other mm-hmm. activities yeah. as well. Um, so I thought to start it off, I would read a, um, a verse, a Bible verse. This is Hebrews 8, 13. If you want to look it up yourself, this is the NIV version. Uh, by calling this covenant new, he made the first one obsolete and what is obsolete is and outdated will soon disappear. So this is obviously talking about the old covenant versus the new covenant of Jesus, um, which uh, this video that I watched is Frank Turt, an uh, apologist. Um, mm-hmm. He said that a lot of Christians don't think about this, but that means that the entire law is made um, obsolete, and that includes the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. which was really interesting to think about because I grew up, you know, uh, saying, oh, Ten Commandments, yeah. But when he said that it do- the Ten Commandments don't apply to Christians in that manner, I was like, huh. But he said that they still apply. Uh, nine of the ten of them apply because they were uh, reset in the New Testament. So if something that is said in the Old Testament is reset in the New Testament, then that's when it applies. Okay. So the the tenth one that wasn't included in the New Testament is the the Sabbath day. Okay. Um, got it. Interesting. Yeah. So I was I, I was like, whoa, that's really something to think about Mm -hmm. and even if you don't 100 percent agree with that that it's still something like that kind of like changes your perspective of it kind of answers that question of why do we obey some of these rules and not some of the other ones you know yeah what do you think about that rich i i definitely agree i i had not seen the video that you've seen but i i definitely agree with what you're saying there and if you don't mind, I'd love to break it down a little bit further than that. Yeah, go for it. So um, one of my favorite YouTube channels is called Lutheran Satire. They've got funny videos animated by, um, shoot, I completely forgot his name. Oh, but, that's uh, my favorite he's guy. A, he's a Lutheran minister. And uh, while I don't agree with everything in the videos theologically, I think for the most part, they've got a lot of really interesting concepts and breakdowns of stuff. And in one of those videos, he broke down this, like, why do we eat bacon and stuff like that that's banned under Leviticus and Deuteronomy and those uh, those more um, traditional Old Testament laws. And that's because there's a difference between the moral law and the ceremonial law. 
the ceremonial law was used to separate the Israelites from all of the the people and the lands around them that were the the Gentiles that were living uh, generally in awful sinful lives, and so the the moral law and ceremonial law were meant to set them apart, but the ceremonial law was strictly a uh, a more of a lifestyle sort of thing, um, and I guess I guess they're both lifestyle, but the the difference is like the food that you eat or like the clothes that you wear or like sacrificing of animals. We don't have to do any of that anymore because there is we don't we aren't under that ceremonial law. That was only a part of um, like there there is nothing about God that says that it's wrong to eat pork or shellfish or anything like that. That but would be shellfish. It, it certainly would. But the the things that remain unchanging about God, um, like his views on murder or marriage and things like that, those do not change. Yeah. And so that's why those are things are a part of the moral law. And I didn't break that down perfectly, but that's kind of the reason why there are a lot of Old Testament laws that are obsolete to us, because in the early centuries AD, it would have been almost a stumbling block for Gentiles to, and I'm not saying that they didn't have to change anything about their lifestyles, but not simple things like not being able to eat pork and trying to transfer your whole life to Christianity. That's why there were so, it was such a struggle back then for a lot of, a lot of Gentiles to start worshiping God because. Yeah, become Jews. Yeah, because they would have to become Jewish and completely change their lifestyle. And so that's, it's just an interesting thing to ponder and I'll, I'll leave that video in the show notes as well yeah um and when I, I read that verse the first time i'm like wait so the old the entire old testament is obsolete and i was like no that's that's that can't be right no and so i was i was kind of thinking about it wrong and it's so i was like what about like the psalms and proverbs and that that mm-hmm. those things aren't obsolete it's the um it's the law that kind of re- what rex was talking about and he put it a very succinct way i like that um but just like the Psalms and the wisdom and Proverbs, mm-hmm. those things are obviously still still applicable up to us today. Like I was reading earlier, it was something I can't remember, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just uh, just a wisdom nuggets in Proverbs. So oh, it's just I don't know. I thought it was an interesting thing to ponder. You know, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have some wisdom nuggets from us, send us questions. Absolutely. Hey. And speaking of questions, Ooh. we have uh, statements that are answers to some questions we've received. All right. Some peer statements. Peer statements. Not really. No. All right. So we have a question. Let me bring it up from Carter. Carter. So I have a question which requires your expert opinion. Some Christians say it is ungodly and a sin to watch uh, movies with mature -er language or elements. Yeah, mature -er is a word, he says, and TV shows uh, like Rick and Morty, for example. So I personally don't find, this is going to sound really weird, but I don't find a lot of appeal in like movies that uh, I've... Uh, feel like might be kind of bad or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I won't watch them. Um, there, this is actually kind of addressed in the Bible. It says, if you um, 
this is kind of going along with the new test or the old testament thing if you can if you find it okay to eat meat then you can eat meat but if other people find it uh, sinful that you are eating meat mm-hmm. don't eat meat in their presence yeah because then there will be a stumbling block to them yep and so if you um Obviously, we shouldn't watch things that are sinful or, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I won't go into that. <laughs> uh, but uh, just kind of guard your heart. Mm-hmm. S- say, is the benefit of what the two hours of enjoyment worth um, putting kind of junk into my heart? Mm-hmm. Is um, like, um, I like movies. Like a lot of them sometimes have things that I'm like, oh, that didn't have to be in there. Yeah. I, I don't feel that we, if there is something that we see, I don't feel we have to take that on into ourselves. We can just say that's the mm-hmm. world and we're separated from it. Yeah. So there, there's kind of these varying degrees here where you can say, I, absolutely, now I'm gonna not going to watch any movies. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, well, I'm just not going to take that into me. Um, but you obviously don't want to go whole hog and just go ahead and watch every single R-rated movie. That, absolutely. But. What do you think, Rick? I I definitely agree with you. And you actually pretty much said exactly what I was going to say on part of it, which was like, if it's going to be a stumbling block, either for you uh, or for people that are in your presence when you're doing it, then just don't do it. Because like Rick and Morty, a lot of people love that show. I've seen like a few minutes of it. I I don't think it's funny. Um, That's me personally. There are tons of people who do enjoy it. If it's something that's going to cause uh, you or the people you're with to stumble, then I think it does more harm than it does good. Now, absolutely. If Josh and I were to say that watching a movie with a little bit of language in it is sinful, then we would both be hypocrites because we've both seen movies that have, no matter to what degree, a little bit of language in it. Movies are fun. There, There is absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying a movie. Yeah. Seeking out things movies to get something out of them that is sinful i don't have an exact example but like if you're seeking out movies for the evil parts and not just because hey this movie looks interesting and i think i might enjoy it like that's not okay but i think i personally don't think there's anything wrong with a movie as long as you're not causing somebody to stumble with it all right um we have a question from leanne in south carolina Ooh. um hitting on the c in cpr do you have a favorite knock-knock joke? Hmm. Ooh. That's interesting. Rex, do you have a favorite knock-knock joke? Um, my, mine isn't necessarily a knock-knock joke. It has it's to just, be a knock-knock joke. It's a response to a knock-knock joke. Oh. So it's just uh, knock-knock, um, get a warrant, which is my favorite. But <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite, Josh? Uh, I do now. <laughs> um. Okay, that was kind of moderately funny. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. know that many knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock jokes are the lowest form of humor. I know. I have knock-knock jokes that are just, you know, like plain annoying. Yeah. I have, like, regular jokes that I like. But yes. I don't have, per se, a favorite knock-knock joke. Like, I knew one joke when I was little. It was like the, aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Yeah. The classic. Yes. No knock knock jokes for me. Huh. That's that's okay. Man, I must have a depressed life. No, it means you have a better sense of humor than knock knock jokes. Uh, some of our audience might beg to differ, but anyway, 
Um, Rex might beg to differ. There's a second part to Leanne's question. Uh, who is your favorite comedian? Ooh, I do not have a favorite comedian anymore, but, um, I, I used to be really into watching stand-up comedy and stuff like that. So, uh, Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan and Tim Hawkins and Jeff Allen were a few of my favorites. I, I don't listen to or watch a lot of stand-up anymore. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Um, like Tim Hawkins, he's mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, there was a guy that toured with him that came to my church once, that was pretty funny, but I don't know his name, so that's not was helpful. It John Branion or nope. Bob Smiley? Nope. Or you can stop now because okay. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> um, I I like a little bit of what John Chris does sometimes. Okay. Um, he's kind of funny sometimes, especially when he makes fun of homeschoolers because I'm a homeschooler and I can fully appreciate it. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't really like seek out like comedians very mm-hmm. much when I can seek out Rex. I mean, Josh is a comedian. I just said Rex, not me. Yeah, but why, why would, he doesn't need to seek me out even. He, he is a comedian in his own right. Hmm. Interesting, uh, theory. Theory that is correct. Sounds like that is about it for this episode. Huh. Are we done already? The audience is like, I can breathe again. But before we finish up, we of course have our classic housekeeping things. Like if you guys want to ask us a question or send us a comment or tell us how terrible we are, you can send that to Rex and Josh CPR at gmail.com. Or you can send that to us on Instagram and Twitter at Rex and Josh CPR. Yep. Make sure you check out our merch and dice, like we said earlier. It's super t-shirts. cool. T shirts. We actually have a hoodie too. We've got t shirts, hoodies, uh, and that's it so far, but we might be getting more stuff. Man, We've got our. We should clap. have a hat. That would be cool. Ooh, we, we could get hat. some hat. I'll, I'll see if I can get some hats going. Huh. We've got our CPR logo that you guys see on any streaming platform and we've got our i love doug shirts uh referencing episode 11 and possibly our current recording location you never know yeah you never know we're within a thousand miles that's all you get to know yeah we are within a thousand miles broadcasting secret location but yeah so if you guys want to check out our merch definitely go check it out and if there are any designs that you would like us to do let us know uh whether that's in reference to cpr or any of our episodes just Give us some more ideas for merch because we would love to. We would love to put that together for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Because we have the best audience on earth. Don't we, we sure Rex? do. Mm-hmm. But we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, work. Oh, I'm still talking. Sorry about that. What, Bye. what are you saying, Josh? No. Um. Keep going. No, oh, talking. Uh, Fill up their time. I, I forgot. You forgot. Yeah. Well, oh. I'll remember next time. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye.